Our scripture that we will be sharing this morning comes from the book of Galatians. The book of Galatians, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Verses 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the son of his son, the spirit of his son, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child then, also an heir through God. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Almighty God, thank you for your word this morning, your word heard through the music, heard in the scriptures, Lord, and heard in the word proclaimed. Quicken our hearts, Lord, to hear your voice as you speak. In Christ's name we pray, amen. I think this year it must have started somewhere around the 1st of October. People were tired of being scared. They were tired of being closed up and closed in. They were tired of this whole COVID mess. Depression was rampant. They just wanted a little joy. So around town, you begin to see, peeking through some of the windows, Christmas tree lights, Christmas music on the radio, and Christmas deals in the stores. And it began to build from that point. Every week there was more and more people that talked of Christmas. There were more and more special deals. Black Friday turned into weeks of deals, which was quite unusual for a lot of folks. But more and more, you could get a sense from the people that there was an expectation that something special was expected to happen. Here at the church, there were simple decorations that showed up. But alas, because of COVID, none of our special activities or festivities that we are used to around here. Some of our churches in the area who were not able to meet in person put their choir cantatas online for everyone to enjoy. The Christmas cards, if any were even sent at all, were handwritten with an earnestness in the words that something special was anticipated. 
after months and months of preparations, after the building up, getting ready for Christmas, there's almost certain to be a letdown. A letdown. After the decorating and the baking and the wrapping and the shopping, after all of the Advent studies are through, after our devotionals have been finished, after we have visited and been visited at midnight on December the 24th, it begins to come to an end. Everything is over in a day. We have celebrated the birth of the Christ child. Our Christmas trees are looking kind of droopy and sad. There are pieces of wrapping paper that peek out from some of the most unusual places. And to top all of that off, you have to figure out exactly what you want to do with that hideous gift that you got from a loved one. Christmas 2020 and the year itself has been emotionally, physically, and financially exhaustive. Exhaustive. Now, if you do any research about this particular Sunday after Christmas, it's known as a low Sunday. A low Sunday. Um, church attendance is a lot lower. People are out of town, are just plain exhausted. People's moods seem to match the depression after Christmas. The cantatas are over. A lot of times in many churches, the choirs are on vacation, Kim, mm -hmm. after they've worked so hard on the Christmas music and, and especially this year trying to do so much online to, to reach out to their church community and even beyond. One of the writers of one of the commentaries that I like to use said this, by the first Sunday after Christmas, we have heard so much about Christmas that perhaps today is the day to hear little about Christmas. Perhaps this is the day that we can rest and listen to the still, small cries of the Spirit of God's newborn Son. Verse 4 of Galatians 4 says, When the fullness of time had come, Christ came, when a time of preparation that had worked through the ages 
was at last complete. Paul, here in Galatians, offers us a bit of hope, a bright spot in this low Sunday of Christmas tide, not only for us as individuals, but for us as a church family, if you will. In these days after Christmas, we are reminded through the scripture of God's hope for the world. And in hearing God's hope for the world, we have to be reminded that our hope is in God himself. Our hope is in God himself. So what is it that we take away from this incredible event that happened a couple of days ago? First of all, even though Jesus' birth was prophesied for centuries and Mary was visited by an angel and shepherds came to a lowly stall, there were still those who did not see that anything out of the ordinary had happened. Nothing special, just a night like any other. Later on, when Jesus was brought to the temple by his parents, there were a faithful few there who recognized exactly who Messiah was. It was a lesson that perhaps we can all learn and relearn, recognizing Messiah. But the second thing is that the Holy Spirit is in you. When you say yes to that relationship with Jesus Christ, what a beautiful thought. And I don't know if you've ever stopped to think about it, but you have been blessed when you say yes to Jesus in a way that even the prophets of old were not allowed. You are an heir to the king. May the 16th, 2013, we made our way into a crowded hallway in the courthouse of Etowah County. And we sat there in that hallway and we waited to be called into the judge's chambers. It was a most important event for our family. You see, it was on that day that our youngest grandson, Luke, officially became a cater. His adoption papers were signed, all of our holding our breath to, to think about that there's a possibility that that might not happen because you never know about parents these days. But we sat there and we waited and when they finally called us into the judge's chambers, what a wonderful celebration 
The judge was smiling. We were smiling. Luke probably didn't have a clue what was going on. He was way too young. But then the judge signed those papers, and Luke became a cater officially. On this low Sunday, Paul wants us to remember our own adoption into God's family. He wants us to experience that high, one like we've never experienced before. On this day, Paul wants us to know the joy of the Spirit of God's Son. The birth of Jesus signifies the beginning of a brand new reality for all of us. God is with us. Our first experience with Jesus starts us on a, long, a lifelong mission to announce and to be a part of a bringing about of a small portion of the kingdom of God. And we do that in the places that we live, the places that we work, the people that we see and interact with. The beginning of our new birth starts in our hearts where there's a new light that shines. It's also put into our minds. We have suddenly a new disposition, a heavenly disposition, if you will, that not only affects us as we live, but those around us as well. The heart, you see, is where the spirit is. The heart is where the spirit lives. And the worship of God begins right there. Right there. And the signs are already in evidence. Just two days after the birth of Jesus here in this place, we see signs, if we look careful enough, of God with us. An acquaintance takes the time to sit a spell and spend some one-on-one -on -one time in conversation with another new acquaintance. And a relationship begins. A hand is held to comfort during the service of a deceased loved one. Families not together, opening presents, singing carols, laughing together, all on a computer screen. Yes, it's strange, but what a beautiful family time. A 60-year-old man gets to open gifts for the first time in his life. 
all of these things and more to come, more to come, reminding us that God is with us. Emmanuel. God is here in our midst. And Paul calls us to look not only above, but beyond our circumstances right now. Above and beyond our circumstances right now. While our churches are singing and rejoicing in the days that lead up to Christmas Day, I like what one of the commentary writers said when he said, maybe, just maybe, God is singing and rejoicing in the days after Christmas Day. What a beautiful image that is of God singing and rejoicing over the birth of his son. Can we join him in his singing? Because we got to be honest here. It's been quite a ride here during the year 2020 and through the Advent and Christmas season. The celebration of Jesus' birth won't end for 12 days. We officially get to celebrate Jesus' birthday. For 12 days. Man, when we wouldn't give to celebrate our own birthdays for 12 days. But what a blessing and what a gift to be able to celebrate together. And it couldn't be more calming or more soothing to end this year of 2020 singing and praising God together. Amen and amen.